podcast. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. I wasn't too loud. What's up, people? Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, a show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, thoughts in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Um, happy 2019. Uh, hope the break was good. Making some good art. I'm very happy to be back in here and continue having uh, inspiring conversations. So I'm very lucky that we're starting out super strong uh, today in studio. I got a uh, illustrator, concept artist at Relic Entertainment, one of the founders of Art Breakers, the man with some beautiful, beautiful line quality, and uh, a very impressive human being, Graham McCormick. Thank you for <laughs> joining. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks a, for that's a lot to take. Is that a good intro? That's a lot, yeah. Are you realizing how much you've done? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, it's a lot to live up to. Yeah? Well, okay. you're, you're doing it. It's all you. Uh, I mentioned uh, at the top here that you have been, or you're a concept artist, Relic Entertainment. How long have you been in the industry now? Uh, in the industry or at Relic? Uh, let's industry first. Let's see, like, what's your experience working? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably almost 10 years. I would, I'll be at Relic uh, for four years in Janu- on January 25th, which is kind of exciting. Wow. Um, it was a good, it's a good amount of time to be at a, at a, at a studio. Yeah. Uh, and before that, I did work at Sequence Post. I did a bunch of like freelance stuff. I worked in like digital casino games, that kind of thing. I'm yeah. not actually sure. Yeah, did yeah. it all. It was like one of those, one of the, one of those things where it's like you graduate and then slowly you get like a little bit of work and a little bit more work and suddenly you're getting a studio gig here and there and then suddenly you have a full-time job and I can't really tell you where <laughs> at what point do we say that the career begins yeah and then I guess you also get to learn about yourself because until you've done it you don't really know if you like it right yeah like um, yeah so um, ha- having done these projects you probably know what you don't want to do anymore <laughs> or that you're gonna keep painting you know casino game icons even if it pays like shit and wait can I swear yeah you do, okay, do cool. whatever you want okay yeah, uh, even if it pays like shit, you kind of keep wanting to, you. You want to keep doing it, right? So, mm. y- you <laughs> that's how you figure you like it. I and, don't know. <laughs> and ten years in, uh, do you think you figure it out? I'm not sure if it's ten years, but some, okay, 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 let's okay say like let's, say, let's say ten. It sounds good. It's okay. a nice round number. But yeah, yeah. do you think you have figured out um, uh, the your balance in life of you know work life, personal work? No. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I, I like to ask this question to everyone, but it sounds like it's just the most difficult thing to do. It fluctuates. Like uh, when I was doing freelance, it was it was I was probably more social than I was um, when I have a f- when I had a full time studio job. So it's very uh, it changes a lot. Like there can be like with art, for instance. Like I know we were talking about this earlier, but mm-hmm. um, you know with art breakers plus a, a studio job plus the desire to do personal work and kind of push yourself, you run out of time very quickly. And in relationships, yeah, and in relationships, and working out, and well, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> if you can fit that in, yeah, yeah. D- uh, so then, uh, is it always a struggle? Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing it, so it kind of doesn't necessarily feel like a struggle. But there are pinch points where, you know, when we were putting art art breakers together last year, it got it got pretty intense. But I guess that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. right? And then, do you ever feel like you're in a comfortable spot? Like, are there days weeks where it's like wow it's actually i got it totally yeah i Good. there are there are parts where it feels comfortable and you're like oh shit i feel i'm too comfortable now i'm not <laughs> pushing myself like there's so like uh um that what was the happening the other day uh Portfo- national portfolio day on uh, national portfolio day like hashtag portfolio day on twitter oh yeah uh, did you hear about that so all these amazing like there's so many amazing people 
posting work on Twitter and Instagram, just saying like, here's my portfolio, look at all my amazing work, and I got nothing. I have nothing. I'm working in a studio for four years. Like, all, of, no one will ever see that work. You probably would have liked that post and someone posted, here's my portfolio, and just black images that say NDA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, so it's the same shit, right? Yeah. So it feels very, like, it feels very comfortable, but at the same time, it's very unsettling because you're like, I'm not, you're just not, you don't feel, I don't feel like I'm working hard enough as some of the most, some of these amazing people that are, that have, are showing their work all the time. But is it, does it only feel like that because you can't show it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, because you're making artwork eight hours a day. You can, yeah. you, you've got tons of stuff. If you could post it, it'll be, you'll, it'll look the same. You just sure. can't, right? But I, yeah, sure. I, I think when you're, maybe when you're young or maybe you, you're kind of trying to get work, you're always doing work that like really inspires you and just like you want to show off constantly, right? Mm -hmm. Studio work isn't always like that. I mean, I love studio work, but you, you, you end up doing stuff that's like, all right, you're going to paint the side of that wall today, <laughs> right? Or you're going to paint that icon thing and it's yeah. just, that's the way it goes. Us usually those days, I just try to laugh at myself that I'm getting paid to paint a wall. And you're like, well... Here, here's your job. You're gonna get paid to paint up this piece of yeah. wood. All right, let's yeah. do it. You know? I'm I'm extremely grateful, but it also <laughs> like it, I think it's pretty funny. It's yeah. it's a, it's a it's sometimes heartbreaking. I'm seeing all these like young kids just doing amazing killer work. And because you brought up posting, do you feel a need to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's kind of this. I mean, I know people who kind of don't post and then they sort of disappear and they come back and you're kind of going like, oh, this guy, right, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, it's kind of a way of saying like, hey, I exist, I exist. So I it's exist. Rel rel relevancy almost, right? Do you think of that? Like being part of the art community in a way? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one because I wonder like, are, are you more relevant an artist if you are saying I exist more? Like if you're posting more, mm -hmm. is that the metric for success? Is it the quality of work? Exactly. Like, you, yeah, know those, yeah. you know those kids who like post a drawing every single day? Yeah. How many times have we made that promise to ourselves that we're going to do yeah, that yeah. and failed miserably? But also, should you? Should you be posting every day? Because it's one of the things where, kind of like you mentioned, then you have guys who are like pop up every other month, drop like three badass pieces totally. and they disappear. Yeah, and maybe they were just drawing in their cave for the past month and they just, they killed it. For or me, yeah, go ahead, sorry. sorry no, no, no. I was gonna say for me, especially uh, maybe like a year, two years ago, kind of coming to terms with the fact that if I try to post every day, it's not gonna be as good. And then slowly, just slowly being okay with not needing that uh, uh, confirmation. What do you call it? Like it feels good with the, like feels good to be like showing people work yeah. and trying to be like, kind of learning not to have to do that. Uh, to me, it was a kind of an interesting yeah. little challenge. I, I feel that I, you kind of end up asking this sort of like very basic question of like, am I, po am I creating work for me or am I under the pressure to put something on Instagram for the, for the likes? And then do I exist if I don't post You're Right, yeah. <laughs> Are people going to forget about me tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, but then uh, in reality, I don't know, uh, my, my pessimistic view is that there's only a couple of people who care and then everyone else is just kind of... Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, right? <laughs> like, you know, when I posted uh, about um, this podcast uh, today, I had a couple people message me saying like, I've been waiting to hear your thoughts for a while or oh whatever, dude, right? Awesome. Like, it's nice. It's nice to hear that people, like, kind of still remember, yeah. even though I'm terrible at posting on Instagram. Uh, you're posting some good stuff. And if you're listening, friends, thanks for listening. But uh, actually, before, as we continue, I mean, we're talking about this. If you want to check out uh, Graham's work, uh, Wizards and Unicorns on Instagram, and his website is wizardsandunicorns.com. So find that. I, I don't know if you have to explain your name. I read it on your website, so I know the secret. 
You know, yeah. The secret's <laughs> on the website, but it's not even that interesting. Like, you're going to remember Wizards and Unicorns more than you're going to remember how to spell my stupid name. Your name is spelled very differently. Uh, and if you're <laughs> trying to look up Graham, it's G-R-A-E-M-E. This is exactly it. Right. If I have to explain every single time to the barista that my name is spelled a certain way. Uh, you just give up eventually, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Like, uh, it's, I could just tell everybody it's Wizards, it's Wizards yeah. and Unicorns. Uh, I do want to talk about our breakers, but first I want to chat a little bit more about, uh, you know, day-to-day uh, -day and every day um why did you choose video games especially you said you've been at relic for a while now has that um has that connected with you uh, i mean i've been playing video games my whole life more or less and i think it's a very nowadays is a very accessible way into the sort of commercial art sphere like there's a lot of work animation as well but i remember why did i choose video games like i i went to alberta college of art and design um uh i was i kind of I didn't know illustration existed as a. I didn't know it existed as a as a as a vocation until I was like 21. Mm -hmm. So this is a bit of a, like a long story. No, no, I want it. That's we yeah. have time, so you go into. Like it. I had no, I like I, I was a graphic designer. I was a web developer, and then I suddenly decided that I realized. Sorry, I found out that uh, that illustration was a was a real thing it was like a real job that you could have and I thought it had gone like the way of the blacksmith like I thought that it was just <laughs> like you'd go to the county fair and there'd be yeah. like ye old illustrator like sitting there <laughs> like recreate I don't know you know so I, I, I my mind was blown and I'd always drawn on my sketchbook and um, all that stuff and so once I realized that it was a career it was like uh, I went to I was off to art school I went to ACAD and I got there and there was a grad show of all the fourth year work in the character design and illustration stream and Matt, Matt Rhodes specifically his work was up on the wall I think he did a rendition, a character set of Dune. Mm, yeah. um, and I was just like, that's it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And so vo video games become, be kind of became this sort of like funnel for the energy that you, you want to put into this, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, you just start seeing yourself as a, having a place or purpose in, in, in this sort of career space, right? Uh, but as I graduated and I started to work and applying to different video game companies and... Um, as we were saying earlier, like you're kind of getting little jobs here and there and you're struggling a lot and there's a lot of self-doubt and it's just, you're just going through the motions yeah. of a freshly graduated student. Mm -hmm. um, I started to care, like, like I got this job at Relic mm -hmm. and that was like after the fifth time I'd applied, wow. right? So Resilient. Well, I really wanted to work for them. Like yeah. I really wanted to work on Warhammer yeah. um, and I'm so glad I got the job there, but Right up to the day I applied before, I I didn't really care um, so much about video games anymore. I yeah. started to care more about making art. Yeah. Like I started to care more about like making cool shit. Mm -hmm. And I started to see, I think, other avenues for like where I could go, right? And I s and then I got the job at Relic and everything <laughs> was like kind of amazing. But I think vid for me, video games is very much a launching off point and it's still a very relevant way of uh, sort of image making and telling stories and driving narrative. Um, especially with some of the tools that are even available. more so now, right? Yeah, like yeah. guys going into like Unreal and making concept art in Unreal that's yeah. like live and you can turn it around. It's crazy. <sighs> does it make you want to just go back to pencil and paper or do you want to move forward? Because for me, sometimes the tech is so intimidating where I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I can keep up. I don't know. I Drawing is kind of always like from minute one, drawing has always just been my baseline way of communicating. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see my life without it, right? And if if the video game industry unanimously decided that drawing was no longer effective mm -hmm. in, in I, I, I probably wouldn't work in the video game industry. It's like, it's just the way I, I sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. relate to things. Well, I, I, I think I may have mentioned before, but yeah, any artist 
you ask. I think drawing is the number one thing you should be working on. You know what I mean? Like it's the essence of. It's it's really okay. That, I mean, that kind of generalization is like very hard. Is to, it dangerous? It's a yeah. it's dangerous because I also know amazing artists who like who create art in very weird and novel ways, right? Mm -hmm. I think drawing is. We had this teacher. <laughs> his name was Ken Dewar, and he. he he was a very intense uh, illustration teacher uh, from ACAD. But one of the things that he said that I, I very much took away was like, you should be able to do this job using just a piece of paper and a pencil, mm -hmm. right? If you don't understand the core tenets of image creation from that level. It also will quickly show you what you don't know. Right, you sit exactly. Down paper, like, wow, I actually don't know what you know, the bottom of a car looks like. Good luck. Right, <laughs> right. And, that, and that's a very good way of putting it. It's a very kind of naked experience. Like you mm -hmm. can't, you, there's no magic there, right? Yeah. Like you, you are going to design with like shape and value on that piece of paper as well as you're going to do it in Photoshop. And there's no, there's no magic mm -hmm. button it, it, as far as in my assessment. Yeah. But that's not to take away from people who do really make a uh, amazing work and only work digitally. And I've seen, but also, and I've seen people actually now they br bring it up who don't even start with drawing. And to me, I just, I it's a wonder to me to see how their brain works. It's just, you know, once you pick up a process and you push it, it's just a different way of working. Yeah, some of the yeah. problem solving that, that goes on um, is really remarkable. And it ends up giving you a, a different look where I think maybe, uh, maybe in a way, drawing is a conventional way. So, especially if you look up to certain artists, you'll you'll look a certain way and uh, and I wonder if uh, creating art without drawing a couple of times will probably just show you how different you can how different the image making can be and what you'll end up with I mean yeah that's kind of a good point like you c sort of collect these influences over your life of you know you know like Frank Frazetta or Robert McGinnis or something mm -hmm. like that and you want to draw like them and you you do start drawing like them or maybe they're more contemporary like James Jean and you know when I graduated there were you know 100 different James Jean clones like kind of out in the world that, <laughs> that was were the everyone wanted to be James everyone Jean. wanted to be James Jean right yeah. um, but what James Jean actually did in kind of uh, an amazing way is that like his whole thing was drawing right yeah. like he his, his draftsmanship is really amazing I wonder who James Jean wanted to be that's a good question yeah that'll be interesting uh, maybe like Egan Shelley or something like that I was gonna say like probably yeah. some obscure artist we've never yeah. you know, <laughs> just some deep yeah. like bargain bit artist that we've totally. never who's amazing yeah you said uh interesting that dune also caught your eye because i think in video games you you can wander into the fantasy world uh, more often than maybe if you go into a uh, an animation medium or something like that i know illustration can do that but then you're uh, limited to a couple of images where it seems like if you do end up going to video games and you like you like dune or that kind of uh, i don't know you want to call them properties or ideas concepts then you get to explore them a lot more than you would in any other medium yeah. you know, unless you're probably working on i don't know a film like a live action film but then it's just a really different kind of problem solving uh, do you did you think about that when you picking video games as well just for the subject matter i guess you did say you wanted to work on warhammer so i mean yeah again gateway drug right like <laughs> you start to develop a sort of art language or vocabulary and, and and maybe you don't necessarily see it as a sort of delineation between fantasy and science fiction or steampunk or whatever other genre uh that kind of has its sort of niche mm -hmm. on the internet. Do you, um, the way you pick projects these days, uh, is it, I know it's different than it was in the past, but maybe, maybe a better question is like, how do you pick the projects that you want to take on, especially work-wise? Uh, do you have a lot more choice to follow the, like the true passion projects? 
Well, right now, I mean, like, in, for my personal work? Uh, let's or, do work work, and then we'll do personal work. Well, work work, work I, like I said, I do studio work right now. Mm -hmm. So they, I do what they give me. But right? do you at least have a choice, you know, when you, I don't know if you've been applying or, because you said you've been there, but even within the studio, do you have choices of, uh, you know, with the amount of experience that you have to try to pick something that's closer to what you prefer? It depends on what's, uh, what's on the table in terms of the mm -hmm. project there, right? Like, sometimes, no, you don't. You just got to get the job done. Uh, and other times, uh, if you have the ability to kind of, say like this is the direction i want to go mm -hmm. you can do that and it it depends it's like i'm kind of trying to answer the question without being like this is what i'm working on at relic we don't have to go that yeah, way yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah you do but at, st at studio work is very much very different than let's say freelance work you know mm -hmm. if you're freelance you can say no to certain projects but if that's the, at the potential expense of being able to put food on your table at mm -hmm. on a studio job you can't necessarily say no but there's a little bit of wiggle room where you can be like that's not really one I want to work on or like this is the direction that I want to push in and like if that aligns with the studio's goals then great interesting have you ever been jaded have I ever been jaded in the in the working in a studio because you're mentioning these constraints you know they're often you know kind of like you said they're not personal work I don't know I'm not, I don't think I'm a very jaded person good but no that's very good but maybe my like any of my friends who are listening to this right now are like fuck you this guy's so jaded liar <laughs> liar right i don't know i don't think i'm a very jaded or cynical human being in general uh but i've certainly you get into this industry with a lot of hope and mm -hmm. you can't help but have <laughs> some of that hope like tempered uh, slightly yeah. hey so if you want to get into the industry you know, but have you ever like have you ever encountered somebody who's like extremely jaded and cynical about this work or the industry in i think general? so i think so i've uh, uh, or you hear but Maybe a couple of times I've met people where just the attitude was, was pessimistic. And I don't know if those people, it was in their nature or they just hit a really bad point and, you know, just a conflict with clients. And, yeah. and then maybe that combined with no free time to do your personal work, I think that gets to you. I think it's very healthy to be able to have an outlet for yourself. Yeah. And then maybe if you don't, you know, if, I don't know if you like life takes over. Yeah. As an artist, it's probably uh, it's a tough thing to deal with. I guess it kind of de depends on how you... Um, engage with somebody or I guess how someone engages with the forces that are going to push back on you right yeah. so you have perhaps cynical or jaded types who go fuck this the yeah. world is just out to <laughs> get yeah. me everyone is a piece of shit or you're learning thoughtfully that there are forces out there that you have to like let's say say no to that you mm -hmm. have to set your up set up your own boundaries and your own limitations yeah. that not everybody wants your the most amazing art that you're going to create. Some people just do want to make money or whatever yeah. other cynical cliche that it, that's out there. But it's on you to protect yourself and your work. Yeah, very true. And then so and then about personal work, uh, do you have anything on the go? Projects on the go right now, or how do you? Um, how have you been? Uh, maybe inspiring, or how have you been picking these projects or inspiring yourself? I mean, I mean, twenty eighteen. Yeah. I mean, twenty nineteen. Twenty eighteen was a wash for me, sadly, um, but it was just like a full of kind of false starts, right? You start mm. building up something, I'm going to do an illustration, or I'm going to do a drawing, and then it just loses inertia. And do you know why? Stops. Have you found a reason why? I don't know. I think 2018 was kind of a weird, a weird year for me, sort of personally. Um, I was doing, the work at Relic was very intense. Um, I'm currently, I was currently working on Age of Empires 4 mm -hmm. as a concept artist. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I was the character concept artist for that project con and continue to be. I continue to work on that. Uh, it's, it's been incredibly fun. Um, 
but very intense, like a lot of work and kind mm. of taking up a lot of emotional space, right? You go yeah. home and I want to fix my bike or I want to climb and it just didn't, it's even hard to get into my sketchbook at some yeah. times. Does so it concern you? Do you feel that need? It doesn't in retrospect, mm -hmm. but it did in the moment, okay. right? Like every week I was, okay, this is the week I'm going to, I'm going to post something. I'm going to get And you just can't, right? Like yeah. so many other amazing things were happening as well. Totally. Last year. And I wonder if the, this, or to me, it feels like this is a similar uh, relationship that I've had as if, uh, as to posting artwork, you feel like you're kind of missing out and then you realize, oh, no, maybe not really, because it's, it's when you realize that life has a lot more to it than just making art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like the sort of the, the funnel, the, the sort of purview of success is so, narrowed when it comes to Instagram, right? People are getting famous off of Instagram or art Society station, right? perception, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that the perception of success becomes extremely narrow and extremely limiting. Uh, so that can be, for me, it's a little bit paralyzing, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Like sometimes I'm posting stuff all the time and other times it's just like, I don't know what to post. I don't yeah. really have any, like, you know, last year I felt when I was drawing, like I couldn't put two eyes on the same, put two eyes on a head and make it look like they were looking the same. Like I just couldn't, <laughs> there was nothing I could do to make myself really feel very good about my drawing. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that came like, why post anything? The reason I ask uh, often about personal work is that uh, it's a way for a person, a human being to make a statement. And sometimes people's statement is, here's some cool uh, like fashion design or character I made. And sometimes when they lean more towards, uh, like, I guess maybe, it doesn't have to be fine, fine art world, but commonly you would see, you know, here's a, my idea about society or this, like, uh, human relationships or struggle. Sure. So, sure. Uh, and that's why it kind of gets me curious because usually that helps you get to know the person more because nobody yeah. told you to do that. Yeah. And, but that's kind of, it is why I ask about, like, personal projects often. Just because, like, like what is Graham... What drives you when you make artwork? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily against statements, but it's never been something that I've grabbed. Mm -hmm. like you're not going to see me do a political cartoon, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to, I don't know. It's just no, not there's no need to do that. Uh, right? Yeah, but I'm just like, I'm not, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've never really had anything interesting to say. Your artwork, artwork I think, is often full of humor. I, I And if it's subtle, and I, but I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate that, too. And, and so I've mentioned the yeah, Wizards and New Recurrence. Check it out. You got beautiful line quality. You got a lot of expression. Your your artwork is very um, has a lot of rhythm, like uh, your eye flows through it just because of the line quality and it often looks it, it doesn't need anything else. Yeah, because the you've you know some people use line as a tool to get to the final product that maybe is a painting. Yeah. Or I feel like it, it seems to me I don't know if you see it that way. Uh, your line work you put so much effort uh, looks from outside to making that sound making like making it sing I guess is the word where a line should just stay there because that's like it, it's so refined where for some people it's just a step yeah i think for you it's like there's been a lot of thought put into it is that is that accurate i i, I can't say <laughs> there's a lot of thought put into it i i don't know uh <laughs> i um i don't know some like i don't really know how to describe it other than like sometimes i just don't pick the pencil off the page mm -hmm. i just kind of like yeah do the flow and kind of see if it creates something interesting uh, I, I'd love to say that there's thought put into it, but every time I try to, to put thought into it, it actually looks like mm -hmm. shit. Like it, it <laughs> ends up looking overthinking? St stupid. Like I'm overthinking, yeah. right? Uh, but I don't, I try not to, I don't know. It's not very, I don't really try to think about it too much. Um, but what about humor in your artwork? Is oh, that, I, that if, if I'm making someone laugh, then that's, no, there's no way. I'm, I'm never sitting down being like, I'm going to draw something funny today. Like that's not it. I, I, but I'd love to know, what did you find funny? <laughs> 
There, you had uh, like one of the recent drawings. I think is an orc saying like something, bro, or something. And he's got this expression right. that right. He just makes you wonder, like, what just happened that this dude is like, right, bro, right. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's why. Or I really, and I think it was subtle. You have a painting on your website, so people, if you're, I'm, I'm talking about you, just go check it up. There's one drawing you have. I forget the name of the artwork. It's uh, I think I don't know if it's like the queen or a woman walking with a bunch of. Mm. Like, uh, that's an dude, old one, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dudes around here, but I really like the, the on top of the drawing. There's a kind of like a mech design where the dude is kind of encased in a mech, but his arms are out and he's got like he's making uh, gun gestures with his hands, sure. while yeah. the big mech arms are copying it. And I thought it was just such a like that's playful. You know what I mean? That, that's a fun idea. That's cute. I like that you think that's funny. That's <laughs> you didn't find that? Funny. No, I I don't know. It's like if I'm if I'm making myself laugh, that's pretty much all I can do. <laughs> so if I'm sitting there just chuckling like an asshole at my own drawings. Then, w- then that's a win for me, yeah. right? So if I'm making you laugh, then yeah. Yahtzee. Uh, the the Hey Bro thing was a, a, a commission I did for um, a piece. Uh, one of my best friends, she was in a, a D&D group. Okay. Uh, her, uh, her D&D group got me to, like, do a drawing of her. And, like, the orc is one of her group, and he's saying, she, he's just, yeah. Oh, and that one? Yeah. Hey, I love this one, too. Then you got, if you see a second image, it's... It, scary looking dude saying hey you up yeah Lo- like see uh, there's humor and then it, uh, that's why it, it's fun then i think it was like deep into like reddit are nice guys or something like that <laughs> and or something <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of research for artwork i see sure there's yeah. like, see there's a lot of thought i don't know what you're trying to tell me yeah uh, <laughs> well you spend enough time like y- you know you work at a studio you're thinking about solving problems mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of that and then maybe at the end of the day i can squeeze out like a quick drawing of just yeah. an idiotic brain fart that i have it's, like, it's a form of therapy i don't know so fun it's a good therapy and then uh do you know can you pinpoint where the your line quality and control came from was it emphasized by someone or just naturally arrived to this place i have no idea i don't know i like uh, there's a distinct conversation i had with an old teacher at acad um (laughs) where i got the so i don't know there maybe there are people who are listening to this who've probably gotten this too and it's a very scary conversation to hear and have with somebody in a position of authority i'm not necessarily saying it's a bad or a good thing. I'm just saying that sometimes it happens. But the teacher sat down and was like, "So what's your plan B?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, "Fuck you, yeah. Plan B." Yeah. Uh, which is idi- an idiotic thing to actually think because maybe sometimes there needs to be a plan B. But was it fuel? Was it fuel? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or I don't know. I mean, I, I was. I'm enough of an asshole to just be like. I don't need you to tell me what to do, <laughs> right? But but in that conversation, he was talking about like how rigid my drawings were, and I mm. that I, that kind of stuck with me because in my it, it, when I was in college, it was very like I was setting up a lot. I'm getting into the weeds about technical no, stuff, it. but no. like it's like I'm just like setting up a lot of the trying to like get everything structurally, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really just let kind of letting go a little mm. bit. Did it come natural at a certain point? I, I imagine it did. I, mean, yeah. I I don't really even feel like I was present for it. Uh, so you saying this is kind of amazing, and I, I appreciate <laughs> it. But at the same time, I'm like, it, it, it. Part of me is like, oh, you're talking about who are you talking about? Right? <laughs> like this is great. I'm glad that you feel this way. But is cool. it hard to? Is it just difficult to analyze analyze yourself then? Um. I don't know. I sometimes I can go back into my. I don't know if anybody's like ever. I don't know if you've done this. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes going back into my Instagram or my my portfolio can be very depressing. Not 
because I'm like, oh, fuck, I suck. It's because that'll happen too. But it'll <laughs> it'll also be like, what? Like I was doing something so right six months ago, and where oh, what's man. happened, right? Yeah, like yeah. that can that can be a sort of <laughs> very toxic and re- sort of recursive uh, self analysis. That's a tough one to it's so absorb, tough. right? Yeah, and then and then yeah, then you just like start questioning yourself. Well, in this way, it's like. Why do I have a social media account that like documents all of my failure? For that reason, well, hopefully success too, right? Maybe. Yeah. But sometimes I can really bum myself out. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of being kind of retrospect, retrospective, so you can learn, try to see if you remember if you did something right or wrong. I'll think of a drawing every once yeah. in a while. I'll be like, I drew this hand well one time. Like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> let's copy paste it in this. Let's drawing. copy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's valuable or not, but you know, I do think like, despite me saying that, like, I do think. Not sure if I'm not sure where I got this notion, but it, it kind of resonates with me. Like the person that you should be plagiarizing is yourself, mm. right? Like when I see studios of of people with like all this artwork of all their favorite artists above their desk, I'm just like you're that's you're just begging to have that like just suggested through your artwork. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, I'm terrified that if I put up a drawing of like Mike Mignola, yeah. I'm gonna start drawing like him. And mm. I and as much as I love his work, it's god like that just hearing myself say that's like as if i would ever be able to draw like him but i hopefully you know what i'm saying yeah, right like i, I want to be able to see my work and be like yeah. where did i fuck up and what what was i doing right keep going at what point do you think you should do that because you have to learn some way and, and at some point you will be drawing frazetta if that's your thing yeah and it's very healthy for you to do that because you know you learn from people who have found tra- shortcuts to beautiful visual language and as long as you understand why those decisions are made you can like save yourself months, years of figuring out how to sure. draw a really nice foot, and then you understand wow, they actually just put some overlap, and they're showing structure more, and that what's make this making that foot feel weighty versus just kind of flat. You know what I mean? There's that's a healthy thing. And then, uh, do you, in your opinion, is there a time where you should take all the drawings down of other artists and do you? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, that's when was it for you? Like, how do you arrive there? I, d- I don't I don't remember, but no? I do remember. I, like, I do know that at some point. I think in any sort of craft or uh, endeavor like this, like you have to be able to stand on your own two feet and you have to be able to draw the way that you see the world, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to find your own voice that way. And I don't think it's going to come with you sort of admiring constantly the people who are dead and mm-hmm. amazing, or maybe sometimes alive and amazing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, standing on your own two feet is incredibly important. You have to be able to figure out these problems in your own way so certainly studying Norman Rockwell's draftsmanship is mm-hmm. going to be a humbling experience and you're going to learn a lot or if you look at like you know John Singer Sargent's drawing yeah. you're going to see how he played between like tone and line mm-hmm. beautifully but and there's a lot of learning to be done but you have to put the book down at some point yeah. and you have to be able to figure out those problems on your own I'm right th- yeah I'm somewhere I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of this. I only, and that's, you know, s- thanks to Kyle and, and you as well. And I think a couple of people like friends who, the more I speak about art and even what to pursue, the more often the advice come comes of like, well, you know, paint like what you want to paint. Like kind of like yeah. you're saying, you be, and that means you have to know yourself and kind of now doubt yourself and forget that, you know, I really like how, this one, like Nick Runge, uh, watercolor artist. Like yeah, I know. Yeah, he's br- amazing. Brings his contrast down in, in his faces. And so right now I've been doing some paintings and I'm trying to look at his just to, I want to know how to do that to bring it into my artwork. And so I'm in the middle of this trying to be me, but still I want to I, I want to take these aspects of other people's work. And, and again, it, it is kind of scary venturing off and just doing your own thing and uh, not 
doubting it skill f- uh, skill wise you know what i mean you have to just make your own work where i'm i feel like i'm in this transition stage right now where i'm trying not to look at people's work but at the same time want to pick up some tricks to because i s- i want to see my artwork that way you know what i mean like the aspects or the mood you know some people just take down their contrast so much and then just bring up a couple of things and to me that's a that's a beautiful way of making a statement whatever your statement is but they yeah. th- so the okay so the way in which <laughs> that they figured that out was yeah. probably through this very similar process of what you're going mm-hmm. through right like they were looking at the problem of say painting the face which is extremely complex mm-hmm. and and they had to figure that shit out on their own but they were probably going through what you were going through as well mm-hmm. right where maybe they were sort of embattled by all these other amazing artists who solve these problems seemingly effortlessly and they, they maybe felt a lot of confusion like there is something about having all these amazing amazing artists inundating us with their amazing work to be like quite like cloying after a while like mm-hmm. you start to feel sick and at some point you just have to put it all away like I do find sorry I'm not you can move it around yeah, yeah. Uh, I do find that looking at some our other artists draw and solve problems can actually be quite helpful when I'm sort of intentionally seeking that mm-hmm. I look at some artists and I go like oh look at the way they kind of like they handled the eye this way I should try that because it's going to kind of dig me out of the little ditch I'm in but other times I can feel sick looking at them and just being like I, I gotta start this I gotta sort yeah. this out myself <laughs> yeah. otherwise I'm going to drive myself insane yeah. it's just when I do go that way I always question myself when I'm making a lot more work for myself because I'm going to be stubborn it'll take me longer right. I want to figure it out I figured it out you know what I mean and right. so it's like healthy but at the same time you're like man would have been would it have been faster if I just looked at someone else's like hand drawings and figure out how this thumb looks and the structure and, and right. ah, it's such a yeah uh, fine line maybe and then it's like and then probably your character goes in there but you say stubbornness like it's special to you almost like I feel like there's a lot of artists who are stubborn in terms of <laughs> wanting to figure <laughs> out their shit right right like I feel like Boy. it's kind of a it's a feature not a bug I guess of, of, <laughs> of artists trying to make their own way yeah and then I find what's more difficult is, is then when you pick subject matter and then like what what do you want to make what do you want to make, Graham? Right. Are you asking me that? Yeah, well, now <laughs> I am, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have a list of paintings I want to do at home yeah. that's just been collecting dust. And recently, I had to kind of choose from that list of paintings. Like, okay, I got I to gotta zero in. I want to work on my own stuff. Like, I want to work on the, some of the stories that I've been sort of establishing over. Like, we did that. Uh, I was part of this Facebook group called Substrata a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, Udon published the book. And it was actually one of the most amazing little communities that just suddenly came together over Facebook was extremely supportive got this book pr- created all of, like I have no the, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing in this book because I'm <laughs> surrounded by like insanely talented people um, and it that actually kind of got the ball rolling for something that I really I want to continue working on um, which awesome. you can you can see on my blog if you want mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah that's that's kind of where I want to like personally what my personal work I want to be are you building something uh, what do you want are you building a, a collection a uh is it a pitch? Is it a vision? I mean, I think every 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 artist and their dog is working on their own IP. You know, everyone's yeah. like working on their original characters. It's almost cheesy. It's cheesy. It's like yeah. a cliche now, right? Yeah. But it does offer for me like some pretty amazing prompts mm-hmm. to create images that I that I find humorous that I'm like laughing about. So awesome. that's all kind of I care yeah. about. Uh, is there were there people in your life that changed your perspective or your trajectory like uh, is there mentors or just people in your life who really affected you that, can th- that you can think of yeah a lot of people i'm not i'm, I'm wondering how many yeah. uh i don't know if there's like one project like some of the teachers that we had at acad um carl dennis 
uh, were really, really amazing people. If anyone's thinking about going to ACAD, you should go to ACAD because those people. So many of you good artists came out of there. Man. I know. Yeah. We got a we got a good Carl Geist is still working there. He's amazing. Um, a lot of my friends, like my friends, have been brave enough to tell me what's going on with my work at times, and nice. I've really always like appreciated that. Uh, I don't know. I'll think of some as uh, as we keep talking. Okay. I feel yeah. like that's being asked to, to tell a funny joke. Like, they're in there. I no. just I, I got to dig them out. <laughs> I'll ask you for a joke instead. And yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll flip. Uh, let's see. I've noticed that in some of your drawings, and I think maybe also because of this line, you have really, really intricate, detailed drawings of really interesting fashion and clothing choices. Mm. Uh, that's you know that's something that stood out to me when I was looking at your work. Do you pay attention to just fashion and clothing? In general, how yep. did this happen? Yes, so you do. Hard yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I love fashion. I love everything, like the style of artwork. Um, this is artist I follow. His name is David Downton. Um, mm. A lot of people will know who that is. Uh, he's really amazing. Um, I was talking about this the other day. Like, I feel like every every actor wants to be a rock star, and every concept artist wants to be a fashion designer. <laughs> you know, uh, but. I don't really see myself as a fashion designer, <laughs> but I just love, I love what they do with material and shape and pushing and uh, suppressing and exaggerating the silhouette. And there's a lot of stuff to be learned with mm -hmm. that. Like, and I think there's a lot like, like Alexander McQueen, everybody knows who he of is. Course, yeah. You know, he created some stuff that was just like, the juiciest stuff so out there and such so a nice uh, mix of concept uh, art right like right you fantasy. can tell yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like this guy clearly watched lord of the rings right totally. like you yeah. can just <laughs> see the influences so it's kind of cool to see those worlds sort of mm -hmm. i don't know becoming more and more adjacent yeah i love I, I, that to me I, I really like that because like you've mentioned i feel like in fashion they make really cool shape just all kinds of design choices that are so strong yeah it, it seems like a pretty cool place to learn but do you feel like in a way at your work especially because you said you're a character design and designer you get to do some of that you get to be clothing fashion designer in a way just maybe not as practical like you're not thinking of the seams and what kind of st like string they're going to use or something yeah like. I, I mean i don't like i don't know anything about what fashion designers have to deal with like <laughs> like they're they're thinking about the way in which like lace hangs on the body yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't know that i don't know how what the physical properties of that material is but uh, there's there it just informs you know like mm -hmm. I can hide a lot I can hide a lot in a scribble I'm just trying to get a shape mm -hmm. down I'm trying to get like uh, a, a general sense of character or identity in that in that costume would you want to know how lace yeah totally absolutely there's a couple great books that when I was w uh, when I was working on Age of Empires that I got like historical costume it's very fascinating oh, I love it I love uh, yeah it's fascinating mm -hmm. um, yeah I just don't like it's not my vocation so I mm -hmm. <laughs> one day I'll pick up a, a book on all the ways in which lace fall on the body. But should we wait for a, a fashion line 2025? No. No, no, okay. no, that would be ridiculous. Damn it, I would want it. Absurd. I would, I would, I would show up. You wouldn't want that. No, <laughs> no I would definitely want that. <laughs> Maybe I'll even wear it. I mean, depend, depending on how crazy it is. <laughs> uh, cool. And then um, one thing I want to ask before uh, we dive into Art Breakers is that, um, you know, working in a studio many hours, sitting down as far as uh, good lessons lessons on being healthy <laughs> you got any advice just exercise exercise that's I, I i i boulder rock climb almost as my primary form of exercise so how often do you go um if i'm being really good like three or four times a week very nice if i'm being lazy probably twice and is it uh, inside yep, yeah inside in, in indoor bouldering I bouldering, guess at the bouldering is difficult to do outside right 
No, it's, I mean, it's not difficult. You just need a car and a crash mat. Okay. And I don't have a car, so for me, it's difficult. Okay. That's it. Uh, yeah. You go up to Squamish, and yeah. I mean, it's fun. I guess Squamish is the place. I probably should have said in the beginning that this is Vancouver, BC, Canada. Yes. That's where we're coming out of yeah, yeah. Hastings, Savon. But yeah, come out to Squamish. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, it's yes, it's difficult, but there's nothing wrong with hanging out in the forest with your friends. Oh, sounds awesome. Just shouting, <laughs> e- shouting, <laughs> shouting each other as they try to like heave their bodies onto this impossible rock. So you, you don't worry about being healthy or like. Uh, uh, I mean, I do worry about being healthy. I, I, I you just take care of it. I, I had this moment where I was like, I was working at Sequence, and it was years and years ago. It was like seven years ago. Jeez, mm-hmm. that's a long. Yeah, I was nice. working at Sequence, and my buddy said, "Come to this, this climbing gym just opened up. You should come and take a look." And I did it, and I was hooked minute one. And as soon as I started to, like, climb a lot, mm-hmm. I realized that I felt like an absolute piece of shit <laughs> leading up to all of that. And <laughs> it, I only because, like, now I have to just, like, if I'm going to sit for eight hours working every day, I'm going to start to feel that feeling creep back in, and I need to go move my body around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What do you do for exercise? Uh, gym and hot yoga now. Hot yoga. I've heard lots of good things. I, I went this morning and it kicked my ass. Really? It kicks my ass every time. And my buddy, my, my, my buddy keeps telling me um, that, that that's something I need to get into. Apparently, it's yeah. very sympathetic to climbing. I'm not sure. I find it very difficult. But then, he, having done some research on, yeah, I guess, like, just sweating lots, being in a hot room and just stretching or just doing. Yeah. yeah. I th- that appealed to me. And I think it appealed to me because it's so hard for me. You know, maybe for some people, uh, it's easier. But f- I find it, like, difficult. I remember the first couple of times I've done it. In the summer, and that same summer, I did grouse ground a couple of times before that. I was like, "Wow, grouse ground is easier than uh, <laughs> than hot yoga." But, anyways, I did the grouse ground once. I'm never doing it again. No, no, it's just no. so boring. It's boring, <laughs> and it's I, g- I guess. Are you competitive? Uh, no, because if you do it with some friends, and you're like, "Okay, we can suffer through this together," and let's see who can suffer more. Who can be boring faster? Who can be a boring sufferer faster? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no wonder you like uh, bouldering. Yeah, I mean, a lot more problem solving there. Yeah, it's kind of like short, brutal. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, it's very social. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hiking, skiing, all the fun stuff. <laughs> sure. So um, let's get into Artbreakers. You're sure. the founder, you're the director. There's a founder, a, a director. Founder. There's four of you. Yep. Uh, it really, uh, I was very lucky, very happy to be part of Artbreakers last year. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. So. And you said you like y- it was successful for you. Oh, loved it. Yeah, yeah. And then it was my first time doing it. And overall, just yeah, it, w- it was so good. And like y- you got a really awesome group of artists, and <laughs> you get so positive because everyone's just nerding out about everyone. You know, like you, you get to be in a room with some of the people you admire. Yeah, and that's awesome. pretty much why we wanted to do <laughs> it. So yeah, our so break- tell me a yeah, little story. Yeah. Yeah. So Artbreakers is was founded by um, uh, Laura Buffano, Tessa Riken, Riken, Riken. I'm sorry, Tessa mm-hmm. and Tim Mack. Uh, just off of the notion that I think we all got rejected from VanCaf at one point. VanCaf. Those bastards. Though, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that. Yeah. I'll say it. You don't have to say you, it. You yeah, say yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we all got rejected uh, from it, except for Laura. And um, <laughs> But we were all equally like, fuck this. We want to do our own thing. And also what Vancouver is missing is a lot of like illustration representation, mm-hmm. right? You got... Like I, I, I volunteered for Anomaly, which was this old like. Um, do you remember Anomaly? Yeah, 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 I've yeah, yeah. A couple of times, yeah. I volunteered for that, and that was very, very like inter- entertainment industry concept art focused. Yeah. Like lots of three D modelers and sculptors and whatnot were also there, uh, although we had some like amazing people show up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then you have VanCaf, which is just all the way over in the comic sphere. So who's representing the people who do like background painting for animation and totally. illustration and image making in general? And we got uh, lots of those people in the city who are really good. So right? many, yeah. and like that's where a lot of the work is right now yeah. too. Uh, so we just decided that we wanted to get a bunch of our friends in the room in a room together and sell our work and meet the community and meet each other. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that's the only way. Like. Uh, you can meet people like snag um, yeah. uh, uh, th you know that's one of the things I look forward to at the end of every month we're like totally people that I know are gonna be there yeah, so yeah. Art Breakers was very similar in that sense we just wanted to like build build that community a little bit more and, and strengthen it and give people a sort of thing to point at mm -hmm. do you have uh, so there's gonna be the third year 2019 do you have <laughs> big plans or I'm sure it's a lot of work uh, to plan it out. Well, like yeah, we, we, we're, we're doing a market, but mm -hmm. uh, what I can say about the market is not necessarily concrete, but we got other things in the hopper as well. So I th we're hoping that 2019 is going to be a little bit busier for us uh, mm -hmm. in terms of, um, of, of creating more uh, community events. But I, I don't, like, nothing is yet concrete, so I can't mm -hmm. really say much more about that. No, that's okay. And then as far as maybe, let's say, one, two, five-year plan, where do you want to take it? Unless that's like revealing some secrets or that's something. That's a really good question. And that actually has a lot to do with what each individual uh, director and uh, feels and how the community feels about it as well. Like we, we actually like hearing. We have a newsletter you cool. can sign up for. It. It's just signup.artbreakers.ca or you can go to the website, artbreakers.ca. Check it out. You can send us an email. You can sign up for the newsletter. If you have ideas in terms of what you want to see, we'd love to hear about it. But it, it has very much to do with like the conversations we have, like the ones we're having right now, mm -hmm. uh, how the directors feel about where they want to take it and just whether it fits with our mission, right? Mm -hmm. We want to sort of sort of help build a community very much in the way in which VMF did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vancouver Mural Festival. Vancouver Mural Festival. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, and, and just sort of push that as a, a sort of a resource, right? So mm -hmm. people, like I said, know what to point to. Yeah. A lot of people move here and they're like, I want to make it in the big city, <laughs> right? Vancouver, the big city. But what city. do I do huh? <laughs> once yeah. I get here? Where yeah. are the people? Where are my people? Exactly, so and, and that's so huge. If you ever, if you ever moved somewhere, like, especially as an artist, you got to find your community. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, and when I was like, quote unquote, growing up and going to school, there was nothing like this. Mm -hmm. Zero things. I mean, I also like, like, grew up when there wasn't a single art book related <laughs> to digital painting. So, and now, man, it's kind of overwhelming. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, uh, we're hoping to just kind of get something that people can get excited about. They know the resource of where to like. They're going to find cool artists and cool art and. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I was going to ask you when did you move to Vancouver, but it would be kind of derailing. Give me a quick answer. Well, I grew up here, so it doesn't matter. But you went to? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you yeah. moved for school then? I moved for school. My best friend ah, was living okay. in Calgary. I actually got rejected from Emily Carr twice. Um, <laughs> uh, the second time, my mom called them up and yelled at them. Damn. Right? My mom is cool. She was not happy. <laughs> Her son <laughs> did not make it into our school. But... Uh, um, isn't that ironic? And like, look at you now. To me, it's so crazy. I love these stories because... Look at you now. <laughs> you don't like me saying that? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, but it's... A, like, look at all the cool stuff you're doing and just being cool, being badass. And then... But then, I guess you hear these... It's, I think it's just good to hear these stories because I, like, I, I wouldn't have known that. And, and But it, it's kind of encouraging for people who are being rejected, you know, from work, from schools. And it happens all the time. Sure. Once yeah. you get out there, but... Yeah, I'm also very lucky, like like, b but maybe everybody is who like kind of sticks with it in the industry, mm -hmm. right? You get that break. Yeah, like the first time I got like a sequence gave me my first real job, and mm -hmm. I, I'm like in, indebted to them 
believing in me or maybe i was the bottom of the barrel who knows <laughs> but uh uh they i remember the day they came in and they were like they said like we, we want you to, we want you to do concept art for us mm -hmm. and sequence is a local animation studio if you guys don't know about it you should check them out they do some really really amazing things mm -hmm. um the art director there andrew west is a, quite a phenomenal painter and he is able to create things at amazing speed um would you want to go back there uh, probably as an, uh, uh, they're going to laugh at that question. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably doing something else like working with them was actually a lot of fun. Cool. They're, they're a really, really cool tight, tight knit group, but they, they also produce a environment that's like, it's kind of like boot camp, right? You oh, got to, okay. you got to produce something every single day. And I, that's, how I, that's pretty much how I learned how to paint, mm -hmm. you know, and it was rough, but it got better. And working under Andrew, uh, and Ian were, those guys were great. Right, uh, but to to the original story, mm -hmm. just like quick plug for sequence. But um, <laughs> to the original story, they brought me in. They're like, "We want you to do concept art," and I went. Uh, and I had been doing freelance and like mm -hmm. working all kind of weird odd jobs, and I thought like, "You're gonna want me to like paint bathrooms for some <laughs> animation or something." I don't know. And they're like, well, "We want you to like it's Halo Four. Oh, and I almost yeah. shat my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think awesome. I think I burned a bridge to get to that. I was like, right. I, I, I like dropped another contract. And I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah, no, th that it was that important. It was clearly. that important, right? Yeah. So I got very lucky. Like I got insanely lucky. That's awesome. But, well, I but, didn't know that. That's but really cool. but to only to speak to like, it just it just took a while to get there. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, okay, I got rejected from Emily Carr, but. I didn't get rejected to ACAD, and I kept trying, and I eventually got these jobs. And then you guys just did some awesome, awesome art. <laughs> and came to Vancouver to take over. Well, you were from here. You just brought. I was from here. I I could had to convince like Tim and Kyle yeah, to come just here. Got those guys to yeah. Yeah, yeah. come dominate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much does this is actually something we touched on, but I was uh, waiting for to hear about here. But how much does Art Breakers take from your time? Um, that's a good question. A lot. Yeah. depending on like leading up to the event like last year was actually more stressful than the year before even mm -hmm. though we'd already done an event um just higher stakes like we had more people mm -hmm. a bigger venue yeah. that kind of thing uh i think that maybe the expectations felt a little bit bigger um we're hoping to kind of spread out our our dedication and our time and allotment to different areas like whereas we before we had all of us working on a single event we're kind of hoping to spread out and have some people kind of take control more mm -hmm. of, of those things and but a lot of time like yeah. it's we're running a nonprofit. The, the 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 society is called the art breakers illustration society and um it's work yeah you know like it doesn't doesn't come easy yeah, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't just you know when we're talking about balancing time and you got your yeah it's like you're, you're working you're climbing and then you want to get in some personal art and then you got this thing yeah 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 it's a yeah. lot uh and Right now, it's kind of like nice and slow. There's not a lot to do for Art Breakers, but that's going to change, change very soon. come the summertime. Right? So are you guys planning for August or September? When Do you know? Um, again, like unconfirmed, but okay. probably around the same time as last year. Cool. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, uh, I, I was curious, I don't remember if I talked to you about this, but so 2018, you, during Art Breakers, you're, I don't know if the right word, managing, but you're, you're, you're making sure the event was going smoothly and everything worked but you did not show any artwork did you like that experience that position do you foresee yourself showing your artwork having a table 
I'd like to, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just bored. I was just bored of seeing my the same work on the same table. Like I said, la- <laughs> like I said earlier, like 2018 was not mm, okay. my favorite year when it came to producing artwork for myself. Uh, a lot of false starts. Okay. And so I just didn't want to see my artwork mm-hmm. on the same thing I've been seeing on the okay. same table. Like it's just, I don't know. What about 2019? I'm hoping yes yeah. that things will Good. be different. Okay. I'm <laughs> but very we're January's al- already over pretty much, so I'm kind of stressed out about that. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had the thought, and I because you guys had such a cool group of artists. Do you ever do you ever see Art Breakers having like uh, just like doing lessons or workshops or something like that? Again, we are yeah. so open to cool. what the community's needs are. We have a whole bucket list of things we want to do. Nice. It's just a matter of like what fits with our vision, what fits time with time and work, time and, and yeah. work. Like, what's the most valuable use of our time? Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we're trying to spread out a little bit more into like what each individual director kind of wants to achieve and like cool. how we can help them do that. But mm. there's a lot, there's so much to do. Like there, and there's a lot of sources that do workshops better than we'd be able to do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of have to acknowledge that. You have to figure out like why you would want to get into it in the first place then. Well, what do yeah. you want to see? Like how do you, what do you want to see at Art Breakers? Uh, everything I've seen, I loved. Maybe I wonder, I don't really know how these events go for other people. Like, I wonder if it's possible to to see it more than once a year in some sort of capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whether to be reminded or just to see more cool art. Yeah. But then again, that's kind of, oh, you know, I'm throwing out random thought. But I don't really know how other events have found to be the most efficient and the most effective and doing their best. Maybe once a year is the best way to do it because the excitement and yeah. you know the amount of artwork people would want to buy. You know, is that part? So yeah. you know, like uh, my uneducated suggestion is you want to see more of it it would be cool because uh, it's great to see tons of art it's inspiring and so but it doesn't have to be like you know it doesn't have to be the same event maybe there's something else and i'm sure i'm sure that you guys are working on something or like yeah (laughs) i'll just say that graham is nodding so we'll just uh, (laughs) we're working on some stuff yeah Yeah, absolutely but like we want to see more of it as well but it's running running an event is is an enormous amount of of effort and you know what a person gets to experience so i don't know I i feel like we're not being totally clear like Artbreakers ran, runs a market we've run it for the past two years mm-hmm. it's like it's, we've been talking about it for so long now it's like <laughs> you'll no. never know what it is yeah you never <laughs> know. But it's, we, we've been running it for the past two years you show up you get to meet the artist it's like any sort of artist convention but it's very much focused on people who do illustration image make concept art that kind mm-hmm. of thing um, but where was I going with this like that person's experience is so limited in the sense they walk in, they're all their all their favorite <laughs> artists are there. They're gonna spend some money, they're gonna leave, and they're gonna care, and they're gonna go get their latte. So much work goes into For just sure. that moment, yeah. and of course you want to see more. Of course, yeah. we want to give that to you. It's just a lot of work. Uh, don't listen to me. Don't, <laughs> uh, listen to people who know better. Yeah. Uh, so y- that's what I really want to talk about too. Is that you made a book? I think it was called Draw Cool Shit. Yep. Love, love it. I don't know how long ago was that, but one is that to me is always so fun to see people's art and like especially sketchbooks and like the the raw raw work. And I know you work a lot with pencil. I think that yeah. book was it's all most mostly of pencil, mostly okay. pencils and digital drawing. So uh, maybe uh, first question is that what, why, why did you make it? Uh, all credit goes to Doug Nung for yeah. sitting 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 next to me at a bar, me saying I want to print a sketchbook, and he just goes, "You should do a Kickstarter," and I went. <laughs> Of course I should. <laughs> so that that's credit goes to him for just like thanks Doug. Yeah, exactly. Um, also an amazing artist. I think it's just dougnung.com. 
Yeah, I, I should get him in here. Yeah, let's go, Doug. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did it. It was way more of an excess than I ever thought it was going to be. Uh, then I made the book, and people bought it, and it was dope. It's like a tiny little 30-page book of my sketchbook. Um, very stressful. First time <laughs> doing it. Um, it actually kind of fucked me up afterwards, though. Why? Uh, because you, you print it, you do it, people love it, and then maybe they expect more of you, or maybe that's what <laughs> I think they expect. And it actually kind of fucked me up. Like, I, for probably about eight or nine months afterwards, I really couldn't... You predict. put expectation on yourself? Oh, it's just too much, right? Yeah. Like, the... the, the, the it, it's such a small, like... It's just such small potatoes on the scheme of, like, Kickstarter books. But no one thinks, like, oh, I'm going to make a book and I'm just going to ask the community for money. But then yeah. they show up and they're like, we want to see this book. And what? I go, okay, <laughs> dope. And then you do that... And then, like, I'm going to do another one for sure. Like, there's yeah, going to be was a, my question yeah, coming up. Yeah. There was gonna, there's going to be a draw, draw Cool Shit Volume 2. Yes. But I don't, I don't know how I can articulate this in a way that, that is meaningful in this moment. But, like, it kind of messed me up. Like, I, I, I <laughs> there's something happened where, like, I couldn't, I didn't know how to hold the pencil right. Or, like, I wasn't producing drawing that I, I felt good about. Um, do you think it was, like, a successful album and then you had to follow it up? I don't know. No? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, you know how bands like go out like first album, whatever, like for your first book, like just kick yeah. ass so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you probably got so much good response, you didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Like that's a fair analogy, but like on the scale of this Kickstarter book, it's like no one gives a shit. It's a small, small little Kickstarter book, right? But it was enough of an ex success for me that was okay. unprecedented in my life mm -hmm. that I was like, well, sh now what do I do? <laughs> like whoa this is crazy like yeah, it's yeah. like such a wonderful ego hit and um you know such like validation and you're just sort of getting all the things that as an artist you're kind of always seeking right yeah, you yeah, just yeah. want someone to yeah. tell you you're good and you kind of get that sure. like little bit and then i just didn't really know what to do afterwards and yeah. not because like i didn't want to draw i was like i was kind of scared i don't know like i was like <laughs> fuck i have to do as good as this but better your mind played just tons of tricks oh on yeah you. fuck with me absolutely should have done some drugs and just try to go past it mm, <laughs> maybe next time maybe maybe draw so cool I was gonna say, what are you gonna do like do, if, do how do you plan to go around this in volume two uh I, I i have some samples at home that i've been working with i my background is graphic design for print yeah, yeah, yeah. i love printed material so much um, and a lot of the art books that I see are very standard format. And so mm. I'd love to really do some interesting things with print. Uh, there's something to be said about, I know a lot of people I, I know do like digital sketchbooks, uh, and they're amazing, but they're mm. kind of throwaway. Um, there's something about having the physical yeah. book, right? For sure. Yeah. Which 100%. is, wh which is so taken for granted at this point, like everybody mm -hmm. does. Right. But I want to do some cool things with uh, different materials, um, and formats and I don't know, just play with like yeah. just do something interesting i don't know so i'm, I'm kind of playing with that right now and uh, that's actually I, one thing i didn't know about you because on, i went on your website and you had the graphic design yeah uh, section. you really dug in there didn't you oh i'm doing it's my like, research it's man. like buried i want to know all about you <laughs> those are, that's old graphic design yeah. stuff yeah uh, it was great but i didn't know you you had that side so but you mentioned earlier that graphic design came first yeah. and then you went into illustration so yeah i, I graduated a high school uh, i was in the yearbook class I was the only guy that knew Photoshop, so naturally <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to go into graphic nice. design. And so I did Langara College of Art and Design. Ah, uh, cool. Langara yeah. College of Art and Design. Sorry, Langara College. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I went there for their publishing program. It was awesome. Got me into graphic design. Uh, and then I worked at Langara College actually afterwards in there. And then I just, I thought that was going to be my life. Mm. Um, 
and then illustration on the illustration, door. Yeah. yeah. I found this website called cgtalk.com mm-hmm. and it was just, I, I was spending so much time, just l- like so much company time looking on the internet. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just how old is it? this guy's 20? Holy, these guys are people getting paid. Like yeah. some of the things, yeah. So, so that really fucked me up. Um, that and like conceptart.org. Yeah. Like oh my God. early, early, early totally. days. Yeah. yeah. That was dope. It was scary. Very scary. Yeah. yeah. Look at your art and you think you never get there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I still do. Some of the, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It, there's something so hard with dealing with when you look at artwork and you know, once you know how to make artwork and you see something so good where it's just like, like 100 years away or something, it feels so far away to be yeah. achievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary. I remember looking at those artists then at the time and asking, okay, he's 35 and I think I'm 23 at the yeah. time. And I'm like, well, by 35, I better be that good. And I'm 35 <laughs> now. And guess what? <laughs> I am not. Uh, I feel like even, I think just even getting to that mindset of age, I think it's scary. Uh, it's don't go down. I feel like you shouldn't go down that road at all because right now you can see like 21 year olds. Oh, yeah. Destroying. But that's, that. I think that's just a universal. Yeah. yeah. There's always like, I remember finding, uh, discovering Whit Brackna. Whit Brackna, or I think Whit Brat. Wick Brackna. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know who he is? Don't think so. He is an incredible painter, and I remember him. He was all over like the Massive Black website mm. and so the tutorials. It, yeah. I found out he was like 21 or something. <laughs> just rem- like just insane painter, and it it, it kind of crushed me. A little yeah. Bit. So another <laughs> hurdle, another hurdle you got to get over. <laughs> oh, and uh, I think it's just gonna keep repeating. You know, every once in a while, if you yeah. find something. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's one of those things as you get older, it's just gonna keep hitting. Every time you discover something, you figure it out. It's like, damn it! Is there anybody in your sort of sphere of influence that kind of plagues you a little bit? Like you look at somebody and they're like, I can't. As I far as their age, or just like in general, maybe. I I remember finding. I don't remember the. I can maybe try to look it up later, but this this guy who just does super cool concept art, and it just seems so mature. And I think he's using mix of three D and like and Photoshop. Nah, I gotta look it up. Um, I just had it in my head for a second, but uh, try not to wait too long because this is a podcast and I'm doing a terrible <laughs> job. I'm on my phone right now trying to, yeah. if it comes up, I'll, but it's just like, I, I remember because on his like page, I think he actually mentioned his age bec- and it was like, oh wow, damn. And they should like, just put a ban on like mentioning like your <laughs> age. <laughs> just figured it out. But uh, I, I try, I try not to think about age, but there's definitely, I mean, there's so many artists and I think bec- because maybe it's for many people my interest span you know like whether it's watercolor or oil or digital or sculpture yeah. like there's so many people to intimidate you you know what I mean like uh, one that's been on my mind for a while and especially now was the new Spider-Man is Alberto Alberto Miogo yep and so I mean that you know and I think for all of us I imagine like that dude is a just a overall seems like to be like a, such a cool person and such a good artist and pretty just yeah amazing ideas right well p- Thankfully, he's like in his forties, so we all got some time. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a bit it's a bit intimidating. Uh, yeah, there, there's lost uh, Benjamin Brooklyn. Like I mentioned Nick Runge. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I- in their own ways, you know, y- if you probably asked Nick Runge to make a character design, he would. You know, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to do it as well of a job. So uh, there's also I think we're all putting blinders on ourselves when we look at someone and they're really good at this thing. You're probably forgetting that you have skill set they they don't have and couldn't do. It's just you can't help but admire how crazy that one thing they do of is. course yeah and, and, and that's sort of what we were talking about earlier is that you, you at some point you have to put these people down these these books down and you have mm. to figure out these problems in your own because they might look at the way you solve problems and go well shit i should have thought of it that way or like i wish i could do it the way Ilya mm-hmm. does it. yeah you know? i really liked i still uh, not that but that's uh, sorry that's yeah. not what it's about but yeah. 
admiring the way that you, or at least cultivating the way that you solve problems and focusing on your own intuition is that's how you're going to get to wherever you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, I, one movie that kind of visually at least still stuck in my mind is uh, uh, Mune Guardian of the Moon. I don't know if you saw that no, one. No, no. Beautiful art. I think m- was uh, some main ideas were done by a French concept artist. Forget the name. Uh, I've been looking a lot at this guy Jules Brigol on Instagram. Anyways, I guess these days you just you can the list, you know. Well, I mean, the bigger. moment you say French artist, I go, yeah, yeah, of okay. course, of course. <laughs> I don't, have you ever like? I was in Paris a long time ago, and they have this sort of street, sort of adjacent to the Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and there's this these all these comic book shops for some reason, mm-hmm. and I walked into one, and there was it was just filled with artists I've never heard of, <laughs> and who were just amazing. <laughs> like they yeah. blew me all away. It was insane. Yeah. So yeah, French artists. Yeah, look them up. And and <laughs> and it's just but that I feel like seeing scale helps because then you realize how many badass people there are out there that people don't really know about, uh, or you know they got their own circle, and y- sometimes you may not even connect with them. But I- it almost makes it, mm, or like helps me to kind of chill out because, mm. like the 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 ambition doesn't have to be so intense because look at everyone you know we're all kind of do- trying to do the same thing trying to you know show some art show some artwork there get some feedback get some people to like it well maybe that's what art, like things like instagram and twitter kind of do is they also funnel a sort of metric for what is valuable ambition if mm-hmm. you're amb- if these guys are working for you know into the spider-verse and this is your amb- like that that's hard to do yeah right it's hard to get there Very, like yeah. and it takes a lot of other things that aren't just talent mm-hmm. right it's a lot of luck a lot of networking it's a lot of other things that you have to call like where you grew up or For where sure. you live right? yeah and then yeah and then when life gets in the way it was you know bad good things and yeah just nothing a lot of things out of control right. yeah, 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 yeah 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 so and then you know that's not really you never know it and that's never talked about when you see a piece of artwork whether it's good or bad or was it's so inspired by an event you'll never know yeah uh, maybe someone had a really hard time but that allowed them to make this just like a, a piece that just speaks to you so much but you don't know that maybe all it took was some tragedy or just all it took was you know five years of like uh, i don't know you just you got won a lottery <laughs> so yeah, you just sit in your room and paint it <laughs> i try w- anytime i see some amazing art I, I try to focus on artists who have like accessible process so if i find mm-hmm. something amazing i'll try to find their process and i found some some interesting pieces where the process like the maybe they've documented or there's a video mm-hmm. where their process is an absolute shit show <laughs> right like there's nothing no to be learned it, well it's not that there's nothing to be learned like you can learn a lot just by watching them but yeah. you're not stuck with the final product which kind of intimidates you in that way where you go oh, this person is like like unquestionably talented they're you know they've been given a gift but then you watch their process and like this is a nightmare <laughs> right it's just a massive scribbles and at the yeah. very end they pull it together yeah somehow some sort of like veil is lifted right and it just all makes sense yeah the people who make their artwork out of chaos you know like some people want to contr- like start with just a bunch of chaos and yeah. pull it out yeah it's a very specific way to work but, th- but that's kind of the sort of like that's the that's the veil of like let's say instagram like it's just the wizard totally. of Oz, right? yeah yeah, yeah. You're just you, it never it never really encourages you to like look behind the curtain a little bit. For sure. <sighs> yeah. Uh, d- to touch on the graphic design a little bit more, do you ever see yourself uh, apart from making your own book working in that field at all? Mm. No. I mean, some there's some adjacent things like doing illustrations for logo types and whatnot. Like, but not really. No. And then <laughs> you said web early on. I'm never making a website again, <laughs> except <laughs> for myself or Artbreakers. But that's it. <laughs> no. Was it, did uh, yeah did, was that. Uh, Something you learned you don't want to do at all? Well, the, sh- the stuff I learned over 15 years ago 
does not count now. Like mm-hmm. I just know how to install a WordPress theme. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's all I got. Just get Squarespace and yeah, right. Uh, sure. Yeah. I that's that's about it. So no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to go back there. Uh, I'd rather like work at a coffee shop. And, and work on my own work. That's a good place. You get to meet some people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get to draw some people. Maybe. <laughs> While you're making coffee. <laughs> uh, and you get very good at making coffee. Uh, I feel like that's why it would be fun to just be a bartender for a couple of weeks just to learn some, to yeah. how to make a nice that, old-fashioned. That's dope. I like One of the things I try to at least encourage in myself or my friends is, you know, one of the things you happens is you graduate and you become so obsessed with art and you just want to make art all the time and, all, and you just... You drown yourself in 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 the sort of echo chamber of like success or failure, and mm. go learn how to fish. I don't yeah. know, like do other things, right? It's just gonna make your work better. Dude, I love it. That's th- that's really good advice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's very easy to get stuck in that thought process. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, does, like everybody, goes through that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, like I climb in support. Like I go to the climbing gym and I climb, and I'm excited about climbing in support of my work. Mm-hmm. right it's not because i want to become a great climber and and believe me like i get into the gym and and i have to remember like what i chose to be good at i chose to be good at artwork or at least making I, i'm that is the process of trying to be good that i've chosen mm-hmm. uh I'm, i did not choose to be a good climber and so if i get if i'm shitty <laughs> i'm not going to beat myself up over it because this yeah, is yeah. all in support of me going back to my desk and getting back to whatever i'm doing yeah uh did that was that thought did that thought occur in the beginning as in it wasn't support or just you realized later on that it is actually supporting your you being like healthy mentally and physically at work you know what i mean like you, you're saying you don't you don't care if you're really good and because it's in support of was it that's not why you started doing boulder climbing uh I, well i started because i needed to do something <laughs> i was okay. like i hadn't yeah. like worked out for like six years or something like that i was falling apart yeah. uh but also it was. It's very. It's a very inspiring sport. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really intimidating athletes, uh, but ultimately, it, it just makes me feel good enough that I don't. I don't feel guilty about <laughs> sitting at my desk. Yeah. Right. Hunched over like a cave troll. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to back to the book because I think oh, we kind of left that. But I, I wanted. I didn't know you did it through a Kickstarter. Was yeah. that a, was that a good process for you? Really good process. Yeah. Uh, very very good process. Um, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> advice advice do it i don't yeah. know like f- and fail uh if you if you get <laughs> to fail fail at it because the people who care about your work will try to support you again mm-hmm. uh, i got very lucky uh or maybe i just did the thing that people were waiting me to waiting for me to do but it was mm-hmm. actually a, a remark like i had to get over the hump of asking people for money mm-hmm. i had to get over the hump of saying i want to produce this thing and i need money for it and that doesn't feel great the first time mm-hmm. i'm not saying that it should feel amazing i'm saying that it was it was the biggest hurdle mm-hmm. but once i did that then clearly understood that i was providing a product for yeah i found money. Uh, i found that kind of experience hard when i was uh, first started to having art shows and you realize you have to put a price mark on a painting because i guess all of us as artists you you don't think of your or you're probably way too humble it's just that's part of being an artist because you're always self-critical so right. yeah uh, learning to understand that you can give value through your work is definitely a lesson well that's i mean that's kind of part of a bigger that's kind of part of a bigger issue i mean you know this um this twitter account for exposure 
Dot.txt or something like that? No, I should check it you out. You should check it out. It's yeah. pretty funny. Um, for I'll write it down, but keep yeah. it Yeah. It's all just about people asking for free work. But <laughs> oh, but yeah. but there is a hump. It's like someone finally wants you to do work for money, and you're practically ready to do it for free. Yeah. Right? And learning that your time is valuable and your expertise is valuable is, is not... No one comes to that like ready to just fully stand up for themselves and charge the maximum dollar for their. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it for hugs. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I get to paint. And yeah. You give you. Yeah. It it's, yeah. it takes a while for you to say my work is worth something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder if there's dangers of arriving arriving to that conclusion too soon too, because it, it's like such a fine line of a little bit of ego in there to to give yourself like understand worth, but then. I mean, I've never really met anybody. I've never, like, I've, I think I've, on a very small amount of people I've encountered where I go, there's no way it's worth that or whatever. But that's so harsh. <laughs> Depends on the galleries you go to. Like, I'd rather someone <laughs> overprice their work than underprice it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because if someone's still wa- willing to p- pay for the overpricing. That's actually a good point. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. All right, great. Go get yours. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah. Um, and s- I think I kind of asked that, but yeah, if your motivations or your ambitions have changed after having that experience of creating a book and selling it, like, uh, did that did that show you kind of what we just talked about that that your art was wanted or needed? Did you know that before? I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely. It's kind of like I said afterwards. After the book was released, I kind of was a little scared shitless to produce more work because I didn't really know why. I didn't really understand why my work was valuable if mm-hmm. it is valuable. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't quite get it afterwards. Like it felt really good and also kind of confusing, <laughs> um, because the so voice, well, the voices that tell you, Hey, you're shit, you should stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't go away. Right. Yeah. They just find a new way of getting to you. Uh, yeah. and in this case, it's like, you'll never be as good as you were in this moment. Right. And so, oh fuck why I can't draw now all of a sudden right so it's like they're they're just picking up different tools mm-hmm. to come at you and sometimes it feels so, sometimes it feels different mm-hmm. because they're using a different vocabulary but it's the same voices in okay. that in that and so it just kind of like it took me some time to be like okay I can I can do this again kind of thing and I f- fucking hope that doesn't happen every time <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that I think about it I think it's uh, there's something similar that I I got after the last art show I did, or maybe it's often. It just uh, maybe it is because often you put so much work into something, you know, month and month, and then yeah. you and you put it there, and and then maybe you get so well personally, I think get so used to having a drive every day that you know this is where it's going, yeah. and then you lose it because it's done, yeah. and you kind of have to try to figure out the next drive. And well, I I don't know if this gets talked a lot a lot a, a lot about. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but you know, half of this is like mental health. Like we're kind yeah. of do- we're, we are doing something that is not a regular thing that people do, right? Like we're putting <laughs> ourselves out there a lot in a way that's very vulnerable, and to have any measure of success or failure can impact us deeply. Totally, uh, yeah. And so, one of the things that I feel like maybe it doesn't get reviewed a lot, but this career is two steps forward, one step back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You see some success, you keep going. And then maybe the next year isn't as good, right? Yeah. And you kind of have to galvanize and, and, and sort of recalibrate and you got to keep going again, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And it, it, if you, all you're doing, if all you're, all you're doing, <laughs> if all you're doing it. is like a li- like <laughs> a jagged line up and to the right, 
yeah. in terms of your own personal success, then maybe that's a win, but kind of only a win in retrospect. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, I felt there was a time after, like I said, after the book, where just I was kind of in the dumps a bit. Man, well, he climbed out, so well, I'm well, sure yeah. you'll know how to climb out of again. Don't speak too soon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who was it? I think uh, it was the, the reference of, I don't know if you <coughs> listened to the podcast, was Tyson Fury and Joe Rogan. Tyson Fury is uh, this boxer, but he, he was saying once he, I think once he had some big fights and thought he climbed the top, he was kind of lost and just like fell down so low. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I guess it's interesting to see how it happens to many people in, in just different avenues. And I w- it's like when things are good, you almost like doubt yourself for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But I think that maybe that happens on any kind of level of success. Like yeah. Maybe you get that job, yeah. and then that job finishes, and then that job doesn't come around again. Mm-hmm. And so then what are you stuck with? True. Right. Like these, these are these, these, to some degree, it's kind of like mental health gymnastics. So where you're telling us we all got to go to therapy probably. Not saying that, <laughs> but I'm, s- I'm saying like. Maybe it's not that. Treat this more of, a, of, of, of maybe a. Give yourself a break. I don't. Fuck. I don't <laughs> yeah. have anything intelligent to say. No, like no, that's so kind. It's good, right? Like, go yeah. buy a canoe and go on a canoe ride. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this. The, if if this career is again like if it's two steps forward, one step back, then yeah. then that gives you a lot more perspective for projected future success than just yeah. keep thinking like, oh, I got to hit ten out of ten every single time. Start foreseeing some failures, basically, and learn how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you uh, gonna shift gears a little bit, but. We've you and I've talked about I think we've talked about travel a couple of times. I remember you went to I think Barcelona, I don't know if that was your yep. recent trip or not, but the last trip I took. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you try to oh, no, I went to Montreal, yeah? but before that was Do Barcelona. you try to get yourself out uh, purposefully and is that uh, finding any way back into your artwork? The, the last trip I went to Barcelona was ex- exactly for that reason. Yeah. Um, I was having, again, 2018 was a weird year, <laughs> uh, and I was having a hard time trying to figure out, I guess I was like, this is going to sound so strange, but like, what's my relationship to my work? Mm. Like, if if your work is like another person and it's like being in a relationship with that person, am I treating that person well? <laughs> am I listening to that person, yeah, right? Yeah. Are, they, are they getting their needs met kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, which... Is absurd to say out loud, but but what I'm trying to say is I that like the the trip to Barcelona was like my only goal was to hostel hop, yeah. bike around the city, and go from coffee shop to coffee shop just drawing because yes. I felt like I like I'd been working so long at at Relic and very focused on what they were doing and I felt very distant from my own work. Mm-hmm. So that did that turn out to be a success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of. It, it wasn't like it was not like a Hollywood ending, but it was something <laughs> where I was like, right, I can do this. This is meaningful to me. This is something that I want to keep doing. This is this is where the juice is, kind of thing. What did you learn about this person that is your art? Right, right. Just, yeah, <laughs> this person is like, hey, I'm the most important. Remember that. Really? Like, yeah. this is why you got here is <laughs> yeah. because you like drawing. Do not ever forget about me. Do not forget about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make you. You have been neglecting me. <laughs> If you forget of me, I'll make your life miserable. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing is that they can't break up with you either. You're stuck with this person for life, so yeah. you better treat it well. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there's something I was going to say about that. Okay. No, have, no, you, no. have you ever wanted to go on, like, kind of a personal retreat, just go into the woods and, and do what you want to do? Y- yeah, very much so, and, like, not having anything else to pay attention to. My, my, my biggest... 
or or like an experience that was very me- memorable of like of art and getting away. I, I was lucky to get a residency to paint a mural, and it was in Italy, so it was yeah. just like it was. It, it had all the perfect conditions of like the place being paid for. They you said it was in Italy. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, an hour north of Rome. Uh, I'm blanking on a, a region, but so it was like the paint is paid for. You're living in this place, so it was agritourism. So you're living on this uh, place where like next door there's farmland, and like yeah. they bring you chicken uh, or they bring you eggs every morning that are fresh but so it was like a it had all the perfect conditions of just being away from everything i don't speak italian (laughs) so you just like you just thrown into this thing and it was so great it it was almost in a way almost like being back in school where your only worries are just you know make some art figure out what you like and yeah and having that recreated felt so good so when you say that you know whether you can uh create it for yourself you know whether you go to uh like thailand or something and just because it's cheaper to live there and just spend two months doing that or whether you actually find a residency that seems like such a cool experience uh, i want you so uh, definitely i think about it and i think for the future every once in a while i'm gonna make sure i set something up like that it yeah it feels healthy uh, uh very much like um uh the mural that alice and i did mm-hmm. yeah i, I got to go more. in a week yeah it was like a and even you said the best it was such a great week you've never done a mural have you never no and i was st- Scared, I, I was scared yeah. shitless. That's awesome. And you like hold a brush in your hand, and you're like, "What is this? This is like a bigger <laughs> brush than you're used to." But it, it came very quickly. I was like, "Oh, I know how to do this. I, yeah. It's just bigger." Yeah, it, I, that's what I tell a lot of artists: is that like, if you want to, just do it. You'll right. learn. Well, and especially, and but I think it's, it's cool that you're scared. I think like that, that's a yeah, sure, because that doesn't happen often, right? No. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah, and I, I want to do another mural. It'd be so. It's, it was so much fun to just be out outside all yeah. day. Yeah. So then, is the issue just time? Right, like, because you know, you got that week off. You probably had to take a vacation. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'd love to just do it again at some yeah. point. Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of like when and how and where and who and. Yeah, I um, tell everyone. Yeah, just do it. If you need yeah. paint, I'll give you all the paint. So. Where, where would you? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I'm actually not give me all that paint. Yeah. Um, just pick a wall. Where would you want to go next in terms of like a sort of personal art retreat? I uh, I don't know if I talked about I don't think I talked about it on the podcast but uh, a couple of maybe uh, in December I was just looking at certain residencies and I found uh, some dude there's like there's so many residencies out residencies out there you just you know it's not it's not often that you'll get in because so many people want to and there's right. some that where you pay for your stay and they're maybe easier to get into because they're uh, you sustain yourself but the cool ones are it's nice when like they provide f- for you I mean and then you just you get a place and so yeah. mm-hmm. I found some. They're all, I think they're all around the coast of Portugal. They put you up in a lighthouse and you live in the lighthouse and paint in it. And there's actually a studio set up and a sleeping space. And I think you're close to like small towns. And part of the deal is that you get to meet the community, get inspired by some of the people. But then you're the crazy artist in the lighthouse. Dude, but it's so cool. For two weeks, it's okay. You know, like if it's a year, I'll probably go crazy. But if you go for a month and I I don't know how far those lighthouses from are from people, but because there's different ones, but how cool would that be like you wake up you're oh, by the yeah. ocean and just go paint some water right you know I mean? like that would be such a it probably would be uh, in a way a life-changing experience because i've never lived at a lighthouse by the ocean and did nothing but art i, I don't necessarily know if you need a residency to just no that, no you no, don't right? and like that's what i yeah go ahead sorry no, i mean go stay on a beach in thailand exactly or, i mean you can even do it in like go to vancouver island you, and that's yeah. kind of what i found out from the uh, doing more research about it because not every residency is gonna pay for your flight or your stay, or you, if you're lucky, you may find it. But not all, not all uh, re- residencies are like getting grants from government. So yeah, you know, you can find 
one in every country and that may be a little bit of support if maybe if you're looking to work with other artists that are, are set up you know you could actually go to madrid and then there's some uh, also in south america um uh, i think argentina had somewhere you do go in uh part of the deal is actually you have to work in multiple artist studios during your residency so let's say you go for a month you have to work out of at least five studios oh interesting because i think they're kind of forcing you to interact with artists right and if that's what you like that's a cool thing to do you know what i mean but otherwise if that's not what you're seeking if you're seeking just to make art it just sounds like yeah just go on vacation basically yeah basically go yeah go coffee, a coffee shop hop exactly basically. exactly oh man so much to do uh, yeah and then uh do you look at it's sometimes your career growth and your personal growth don't always line up uh sometimes if you want to set up for a certain project you may have to take some time or you know you have to spend some years not neglecting but maybe forgetting about personal work because you know if you want to advance to a certain degree it may take all of your time or your energy um because sometimes don't those two don't line up um have you had ways or have you thought of how to deal with that do you think about it for the future and where you want to go with your artwork and your career Um, yeah, I think, like I said, I have a list of paintings I have on the wall that I want to tackle and I had kind of to narrow the ones that are important to me, mm -hmm. right? Uh, career success for me is sort of like if I get to paint and draw the things I want to do and I get to kind of feed my cats, <laughs> we're good, you know, nice. we're, we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming on a podcast like this is amazing. Um, Thanks. that's certainly like that means a lot to me that you had me on here. Dude, and, it means and a lot to me that you're here. And it's like, it, you know, for me, it's like a cherry on top to some, to some degree, but it's always meant something like if I just get space to do my work and I, and, and I get to put food on my table, mm -hmm. then, then we're good. Uh, and uh, if that also comes with the added benefit of like getting to do personal work, like every, I think everybody, every artist wants to just like mm -hmm. want to toil away on their own stuff yeah, yeah. and like make cool shit. Um, but I also want to work for cool people, yeah, right? Like I love, I like I I want to try to do some work for the movie industry at some point. Well, I, I can see you being a team player, and that's huge, right? Like sometimes being all by yourself at home is not always the, the greatest thing, especially if you uh, feed off having other artists around you, yeah. and you just like you're all just elevating each other, right? Oh my God, I got to uh, in, at Relic, uh, for instance, I've got to work with some really really amazing people. Like this mm -hmm. is artist in town, um, Dave Chong, who's one of my good friends, and sadly, like. Dave, you need to promote yourself more. Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. Let's get, let's actually, let's get Dave here. He's really, really <laughs> good. And I got to collaborate with him uh, and, and, and other guys on on, uh, on a team to make some cool shit. And there's just something about working on a team uh, that, I don't know, like I think the, the, the gains feel bigger mm -hmm. because of that, right? Like I'm not sitting in my apartment yeah. having cool idea that only i think i <laughs> i think is cool like it's cool yeah. to work on other teams like it was it's been amazing to work on age to mm -hmm. solve this massive problem of how do you design you know con costumes for like all these different you know civilizations yeah um and you get to study at the same time you get to, you get to yeah. and you get to work with people and s solve the, pr the problem from very many different angles mm -hmm. like that's there's a lot there there's a lot to be gained from from working on big teams like that so going back to my question you don't have a conflict of this like career personal growth thing they're it's, together it's if i get to again if i get to carve a little part of the yeah. world where i get to do my my work and feed my cats we're good if i'm working at a studio okay if i'm working just freelance mm -hmm. for other studios fine right i don't think i have any illusions that i'm gonna be able to like just do my own thing for the rest of my life yeah. and 
show off a new bundle of work every four years and make a ton of money. That's that's not. I don't think that's going to be me. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah we'll see. You never know what happens. Actually, it's yeah. true. Well, uh, what's your ideal lifestyle? Uh, that's a great question. I'll be throwing some questions at you. Now. Like right now, like this yeah. is pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm doing all right. Like I, I'm very, I, I'm very glad. <laughs> like I'm going away. Like I'm going back to Europe for a month uh, this summer. I'm very excited about that. Nice. Yeah. I'm awesome. actually going to Italy. Sweet. Which is pretty cool. Um, might actually be close to where your mural is. I'll let you know where it is. Yeah, you should because I. Yeah, because there's some places to stay there too. Like we can said. we can save that for afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like <laughs> I won't tell you, I won't tell all of you the secrets. Just yeah, just Graham. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, things are good now. Mm-hmm. Things are really really good now. Um, That's really good to hear. You're living the living the dream. Living then. the dream, awesome. sort of something like that. <laughs> uh, like I'm I'm doing some great work at Relic. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that, and uh, I feel more comfortable with my personal work now, these days than I have in the past year. So. I mean, ask me again in a month. Maybe it all goes to <laughs> shit. <laughs> I have no idea. idea. Uh, but uh, I think it's, I don't, you didn't mention it, but I, I imagine uh, you, you have this extra aspect to you where you're doing something where it's not for you. I think Art Breakers, it seems like you're giving the community something without maybe receiving uh, back as much. And maybe you do, I'm sh- you prob- maybe you do in a different way, but uh, I like how, you know, you're doing something for yourself, but you're also doing a lot of work for others where... That, that often is uh, for you, like for your soul, is very satisfying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. The credit kind of goes to like Drew and Snag to some degree because mm-hmm. like there's an initial sort of community oriented around these mm-hmm. types of artists, and then I get to meet you, and then like we're talking, and then suddenly it's like, okay, let's do Art Breakers, and it, it kind of builds on itself, and there's a, a huge excitement there, right? I love it. Yeah, uh, we're all contributing to this bigger, hopefully, uh, well, I'm trying to hopefully with this, but building to just a bigger, better art community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and seeing all you guys like give us the thumbs up during last year's market and just be excited about just being there and having it be worth your while, that's that means a lot. Awesome. Right? I, yeah. I, I can't put that on my C V. I can't like there's no Instagram post for like look at all these people who are pumped on this thing we made. Uh, <laughs> <You> but <should. laughs> but it feels good. It feels yeah. it, it you know, it makes this kind of thing worth investing in. Mm-hmm. What's your happy place? What's my happy place? Yeah. What kind of happy place? I don't know, mentally or Like food happy place? I don't know. Art you happy place? Me. What is it? <laughs> Why are you most happy? Jeez. That's a lot. Yeah? Okay, good. <laughs> Give me one. Mm. Ramen shop. Ramen shop. No. <laughs> I made fresh pasta the other day. Okay. Oh, that was fantastic. Me and my girlfriend made made fresh pasta, and that was like... That was that was that was pretty yeah, happy. Time well spent. That was just like going home and still like, using my hands, still making okay. stuff. That was really, yeah. really good. Uh, climbing gym. Nice. I'm at the climbing gym. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, w- uh, what is one thing that people don't know about you that would be surprising? Uh, I want to keep it a surprise. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> a very surprising thing. Um, and then uh, what's your, like, uh, maybe you can share a couple of recent, like, really ins- inspiring experiences or movies or books or like, what's been, uh, yeah on your mind lately uh i read annihilation did you see the movie annihilation yeah yeah so the movie does not do a good job really no read the book but i don't think the movie ruins the book so you can you can read the book it's a trilogy it's fantastic it's like the author got inside my brain it was it was amazing really some people actually don't like it at all it's a very particular kind of science fiction uh so that's been really really good um my sister's on the show Letter Kenny. We were talking about this yeah. earlier. I love that. Like, 
That's so, so cool. Sort of a, a descendant of Trailer Park Boys on Crave. That's, <laughs> that's been really good. Nice. Um, I don't know. What do you want? Like, what do you like? What do you want to hear about? I, I want to hear about everything about you. <laughs> what, what do you like? No, <laughs> about this about this book, the trilogy. How far did the movie go? Uh, just the first book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It gets so much crazier in the okay, second. I'll have book. to read it because the movie yeah. got me excited, and then it felt like in the end, it felt like it could have been a little crazy or something when they tied it up. Yeah. But I don't know if the book is that. Or the visuals in the book or or in the movie are amazing. Yeah. Uh, but the book goes so much okay. deeper. It's worth. I think it's worth reading. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who probably think I'm yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh things that are exciting like I guess it's interesting to me that because you said you don't put other people's work in your room or just like it seems like you, you don't need that as fuel I don't You're don't get me wrong like I have a tall stack of yeah. art books I just don't I don't like them on the wall mm-hmm. staring at me while I'm doing my work and reminding me how <laughs> garbage I am <laughs> like I don't need that reminder uh, what, what do you have on the wall like, do you have anything on the wall Reminding uh, you that you're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have paintings at home, but I, I feel like I don't have that relationship with them. Although Kyle Scott just is like yeah. one of like I look up to him a lot, and so yeah. I have, I was very lucky to have gotten a couple of his paintings. So that's hanging at home. But uh, I think it's, I like how it's become like a, a piece that completes my house. It makes me happy. But as far as like people reminding that that I'm not good is just yeah. I mean, Instagram is my that's, my your, that's like your sliding like a roulette of just um these are guys are good this is yeah. good and so yeah, yeah. It, it, i try to be healthier with it um with it a lot more just because i've realized partially through doing this podcast and partially speaking to artists is that we're all kind of the same and uh, you know, craig mullins doesn't think he's good so you know if he doesn't think he's good then like good luck to me or the rest of us in, in a certain ma- matter and once you know that personally it's been easier to accept the idea of like I don't need to think that that's probably just a feature though like yeah. I've heard him say that in in front of me to yeah. <laughs> a room full of people exactly but right. the, it just like because and I think that helps uh, that has taught me that I gotta find my happiness somewhere else or in a different manner like I don't want to be so negative that it's just gonna destroy me every day you know what I mean M- maybe my happiness is like just you know have have a dog have a have a, wo- dog. Have a wonderful relationship <laughs> and then art is like is a thing that i do because maybe that's easier to live a life because when you find out yeah like who people who are so experienced or who are so good and y- uh, when you read art books about really successful artists that were alive you know how difficult they're on themselves it, it makes it sad that you can create like a, a bit of a hell for yourself yeah that's fair i mean we also get to do this which is pretty cool exactly right? that's a better attitude right that's the attitude you want to go with well i'm not i'm not saying like therefore shut your mouth i'm not <laughs> saying also like you have no reason to complain like it comes at a price and totally. that price is is, is 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 a tall one yeah um but it, it, what's a pl- what's a great platitude i could use like you can't let other people define what success is to you totally if you want to have a life and you want to travel and you want to feed your dog and you want to like <laughs> make pasta on Fridays then then there's a life in art that can support that if you want 100,000 followers on Instagram it might be diff- more difficult yeah. right like that might be like where is that influence coming from what happens when you find out you want it but you realize it's actually not fitting for your life right that I just I don't yeah I mean yeah. it probably feels really good to have 100,000 followers on Instagram <laughs> I'm just not certain that that juice is worth the squeeze yeah exactly right uh, in okay so in the case of like doing this kickstarter book and then afterwards i'm like who am i making this artwork for 
or like when I, you know, post on Instagram and I'm like, I want to do something and I want it to get on Instagram and I want it to, who am I doing that for? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if I, I get too like navel gazy at about, about my own work and it becomes a lot more difficult yeah. to, to execute on. Yeah. I like, yeah, I, I'm glad that you said you're in a, like you're living the dream life you seem very to have very healthy relationship with it and uh kind of lucky to have people like you on a podcast because i I think it's very easy to have that negative relationship with it with a journey and art and self so i think it's really cool that you're like i'm just yeah happy to have you on saying these things do you get like a, a a variety of people on the podcast who gives you who give you a sense of like like do you get the extreme highs and the extreme lows i try to i don't know if i had i don't know if anyone was really low and uh, i don't think i had yeah I, it's, it's been really great that so many people and I, i'm very fortunate to have a lot of successful people people on here like you who just uh, whether they're figuring it out or figured out their life and their place in the art world and in a world in general uh, just having that healthy perspective is really useful i can't i'm trying to think of anyone who's super negative i'm gonna try <laughs> i gotta try to find some negative artists <laughs> get in here talking negative what do you mean by negative they're just that art is hard and you never make the best work that you want and you let that drag you down that doesn't sound negative oh okay (laughs) art is hard it is but how much should you be dragging yourself down and punishing yourself for it i guess you're speaking to like pessimism then like (laughs) like what is the point of this because you're right art is hard but what's the point and we'll probably like drop into those uh, places once in a while are we dropping to that place right now? No, we're cool. Uh, we're good. We're you're smiling and saying things. <laughs> you're you're a happy fella. So, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> it's good. Um, okay, I know you got to run soon, so I, I'll mm. ask you this yeah. last one. Yeah. Uh, what advice do you wish you received before you went to ACAD? Jeez. Um, oof. I don't know. I think I got uh, that's a I got some advice from a teacher, and I've I've said this to some of my friends before, and I got it in fourth year, and he just looked. I just was like, I don't. This is gonna happen, blah blah blah, and he just looked at me. He's like, You're gonna be fine. Yeah. Right. And I think it has everything to do with. It has nothing to do with talent. It has mm-hmm. everything to do with just like, you're serious, you're dedicated, you mean business, and maybe maybe like, I, you know, I don't know what I seemed like at the time, but there there, you can tell the difference between somebody who's like here to play ball and other people who are like maybe here for reasons that are not necessarily sincere mm-hmm. but the people who care like it doesn't matter whether they can't draw their way out of a paper bag they'll get there eventually mm-hmm. right and so i probably wish that someone had said like and this is just my personal feeling about advice but if there's one thing that's going to get you anywhere it's going to be tenacity mm-hmm. right it's like that amazing my favorite quote of all time is a mike Twi- tyson quote okay. quote quote and it's um everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> uh, and I love that quote because it has like, yeah, yeah. you're going to graduate and you're going to do this and you're going to work there and none of that shit happens. Yeah. But the way you find in yourself into the industry can be just as surprising if you just keep at it. Yeah. But that also sounds so like general. I don't know. No, that's so good. You, you just seem to approach things from different ways, but that's a good one. Uh, uh, no, thank know. you so much. You're welcome. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Taking your yeah. time and you're awesome people and you're yeah. building uh you're building something really great for the city and cool. for yourself at the same time. It's inspiring. Well, I I would love to come back if you'll have Please. Me. Oh, yeah. definitely. And uh, can't wait for the second book. N- Neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> and also 2025 fashion show, Graham uh, McCormick. Uh, 100%. <laughs> get, wear, uh, get ready to wear a lot of cat fur. 
<laughs> Wait, would you do that? Fake cat fur. We should end the podcast now. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Okay, thank you so much. And then where can people find your work? Uh, wizardsandunicorns.com or on Instagram, just wizardsandunicorns. There you go. Love the name. Mm. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're a legendary person. Uh, I hope I made sense. Grant taught us a lot, so I, I, I hope, hope you're listening to this. I probably oh. made no sense. It definitely made a lot yeah. of sense. All right, people, if you want to learn more about Creative Theory Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, uh, say hello. Uh, hopefully... Um, going to be a lot more good artists coming up uh, so wait up by the way thank you so much to you Graham thank and you let's go make some good art bye bye